Welcome to the Kingdom at Hand from Hosanna Free Lutheran Church in St. James, Minnesota. I'm Pastor Joe Faldeth. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. We pray that God would bless you through it. Do please rise out of honor of God's word. Our sermon today is from Luke 8, verses 22 through 25. That's found on page 1,100 in your Blackview Bible and 1,251 in the Adventure Bible. That's Ezekiel. That's not going to do it. Luke 8, 22 through 25. Found on page 1,100 in your Black Pew Bible and 1,251 in the Adventure Bible. And I read in Jesus' name. One day, he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they, were filling, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased. And there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid. And they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this, that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this story. We thank you that we can come to know you better through it. Lord, we pray that you would bless us now as we meditate on it. We thank you that it was included, that you did these things. We praise you. Bless us now. May we know more about Christ, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So this was actually the sermon that I was going to preach last Sunday um, before we talked about Lamentations. And, you know, this is, this is still a fitting sermon because there's still storms going on. You know, there, we had that storm this week. But if you, you take a step back and you think about this symbolically, there's storms going on in our world. You know, we think about the, the financial crisis that's going on right now. We think about the amount of debt that American economy is starting to have to bear. We think about... Well, we think about the price of gas. We think about all of this, the stuff in Afghanistan, the stuff that's going on down in Haiti. We think about the stuff that's going on in, in individual lives and the storms. You know, and we have storms. We have times of doubt and uncertainty. We have times of struggle. We have times of fear. At least I do. Maybe you guys don't, but I do. We go through these things. We have times of frustration and impatience and wondering when it's finally going to come to an end. When is it finally going to change? You know, and it, and so this, this story speaks to us. This account of what Jesus and his disciples did speaks to us because it speaks to us about storms. So first, as I was reading this, it struck me that the storm happened even though one day they obeyed. One day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said, said, and he said to them, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. You know, one day this was going on. One day Jesus said, hey, go and do this. Let's go across the lake. So I don't know how many of you know much about the topography of Israel and Lake Galilee, but it's down at the bottom of, it, kind of like a cauldron. All these hills come down to it. And so these windstorms, they come up just like that. There's, there's no evidence of them. They just appear, boom, they're there. And even today they have a hard time predicting them 
just because of the interaction of the hot air and the cold air within the mountains. And so these windstorms will just come and they're not predictable by people. And so when this is going on, the disciples, they listen to Jesus. And boom, they ended up being caught out in the lake. You know, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever thought something like, you know, God told me to be here, but if I wasn't here, I wouldn't be experiencing this. If I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't be in this situation. And I thought I was obeying God, but now all of this bad stuff is coming up. Now all this dangerous stuff is happening. And we end up believing a lie. And that lie is, if you had obeyed better, God wouldn't have let this happen. If you hadn't had sin in your life, this wouldn't be happening to you right now. You wouldn't be in this storm. You wouldn't be in this time of struggle, this time of trial. You know, this is obviously, the fact that this is happening in your life is because of you. You know, I think right now about the Hutterites, actually, in Almendorf Colony. They just had their hog barn burned down. You know, earlier this year, they had their workshop burned down where they built their pro sheds. And I, Kirsten had said that there was another um, fire that they had earlier. Lisa's nodding in agreement because so, I think Lisa's the one that told Kirsten. Who told me? Which means my information is very accurate. Um, <laughs> to third hand. Yep. But, you know, why do these things happen? You know, Kirsten and I got COVID. Cheryl got COVID. And Jean got COVID. And you guys were sick. And Linda's in the hospital. And obviously all of these things happen because we're sinners. Right? No. But that's the lie. Well, but had I obeyed, then this wouldn't be happening. Well, the disciples obeyed. They were doing what Jesus called them to do. And these things still happened. And that's the reality. These things happen to us. Why do they happen to us? It's for our benefit, right? Why do storms happen? It's to draw us closer to God. And again, why do storms happen? How many of you can stand here and say that, or sit there, <laughs> I'm standing, you're not. How many of you can say right now that there's no sins in your life that need to be confessed, be repented of, be dealt with? Because sometimes these storms come and they reveal to us anxiety. They reveal to us our fears. They reveal to us places where we're not trusting God. They reveal to us things that we've been holding on to that we didn't even think about. You know, as I talk about in my pastor's report um as i strive to be more trusting you guys haven't gotten it yet you'll get it when the hosanna herald comes out as i strive to be more trusting i realize i realized how untrusting i was because god put me into situations where trust was really hard and it showed me how stingy i was with my trust so as these storms come what do they do they're a blessing because they reveal at least they reveal to me my sin you know i can trust god more I can be more faithful. I can be more obedient. I can be more generous. God's calling us to be more, to do more. And that's the truth. The lie is that this is because of a single sin. Whereas the truth is, actually, this is a blessing to draw us near to God because Jesus was asleep in the boat. There's a distance there. He's separated from his disciples. He's not absent. You know, and this is the great thing about knowing God. God's not absent. You know, you think about the stuff that Nathan's going through. You think about the stuff that Edgar went through. Is God absent? Not at all. 
Not at all. God's not absent. You know, sometimes we feel separate from God. Have you guys ever felt that? You feel like there's a distance between you and God for some reason. I don't, I don't know why that is, but it seems like God, like Jesus, is asleep. I don't, I don't feel him. I don't sense him. I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't, I, what's happening? Why is this going on? It's not because he's absent. It's not because he's stepped back and said, okay, now you figure this out. He's there. But you know, he's not always concerned like we are. Right? This storm, how many of you guys have ever, <laughs> have ever been in a boat in a really bad storm? It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> we were, I was, well, I haven't always done wisest things all my life. Um, two friends and I were out in a 14-foot boat up on Lake of the Woods, and a storm came up. And it was a big storm, and those were big waves. And there were times when you couldn't see the top of the wave from the bottom of the wave. And we're in this little 14-foot boat with this little dinky motor on it. Thankfully, we didn't have oars. They weren't concerned because they've done this before. And I, I was concerned. Um, <laughs> because what in the world are we doing up here on this little boat? Uh, we were all camping, so it was a good time. But they weren't concerned because they trusted their ability to get through the storm. Jesus wasn't concerned. Jesus trusted God. This wasn't his time. He wasn't going to die because of drowning. Jesus wasn't concerned. He trusted God. So he could sleep in the midst of this. I tell you what, in that little 14-foot boat, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. <laughs> we were getting wet. That wasn't fun. It was cold because the Lake of the Woods is always cold. Jesus wasn't concerned. You know, and so as we're in these storms, why does it sometimes seem that God is separate from us? Because God is trying to teach us to not be concerned. Trust. Trust God. We can trust God in this storm. You know, the second part of it, though, Jesus slept. He hadn't been called on yet. And so, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hands with this one. I'll raise my hand because I'm already speaking about myself. Only pray when things aren't going your way. <laughs> Janet says no. I'm glad that Janet is beyond that. This is what I do sometimes. It, well, sometimes I a head on it or someone's reminding me we should be praying about this before it happens. But oftentimes, it's when things start to go bad and it's like, oh no, God, this is falling apart. I thought I had this in control and now it turns out that I don't because why hadn't I prayed before? Why hadn't the disciples called upon Jesus before they were absolutely terrified of dying? The boat was filling with water. You know, you could have asked earlier, but they didn't. They called out when the crisis was at its peak. You know, we do that too. Things are starting to go bad. You know what? That's the time to call out on Jesus. Not when things are at their worst. We call early. We call often. Think about there's a saying in jujitsu. Tap early, tap often. You know, what does that mean? Give up. Give up early, give up option. Trust Christ. And when I say give up, I don't mean just let the, let the thing overwhelm you. No, that's when we give up our own control, we go to Christ. We trust in Jesus. We surrender to him. Surrender early, surrender often. Trust early, trust often. Call early, call often. This is what we're called to do. Jim? Oh, I thought you... 
You wanted to say something. Usually you just don't like like you're thinking, so. Uh, no. <laughs> but this is what we're called to do. We're called to, we're, we're told, call upon Christ often. Because you know what? We have storms in our lives. We don't wait for the doctors to fail until we start to pray. Do we? That's not the time to pray. That is the time to pray, but we should be praying earlier. We need to be praying for these situations because God is powerful and is working. God can control the seas. God can control the wind. You know, as I was contemplating this. Um, how often are weathermen right? <laughs> About 50%. Either they're right or they're wrong. Um, only two options. No, they're, yeah, they're right about 50% of the time. We can't even predict the weather. Jesus controls the weather. You think about the distinction. We can't predict it. Jesus can control it. We can't control the weather. I can't make it stop snowing. I can't make the ice on the road go away. I don't know if you guys were looking out west during the snowstorm yesterday and the sun shining through the snowstorm. It was awesome. I would love to be able to make that happen again so that I could take a picture of it or show other people. I can't do that. I can't control these things. I can't control the storm, but I know the one who can. And so they panicked. They were in the storm and they panicked. We do that. We're going to die. This is not going to go my way. This isn't going to be good for us. You know, but that's not true. Jesus didn't panic. Jesus didn't say, oh man, you guys were lost. Had you called on me earlier, I could have fixed this. But now it's too far. Because, is that the way it works? You know, I've encountered situations like that where had someone asked me earlier, we could have dealt with it, but now it's lost. You know, I think about having to fix some of my children's toys. Um, why do they come when they're absolutely broken and they're just a bunch of parts? <laughs> I'm not saying any individual child. That it always seems to be like this. Had you come to me when it first started to break, we would have fixed it. But now I can't. Jesus doesn't say that. The disciples panic. They finally call upon the Lord and the Lord gets up and he says, why are you guys panicked? What's going on? Where is your faith? Who are you trusting in? You were trusting in yourself and you're failing. Why do we panic? Because our strength finally comes to an end. That's why we panic. That's why I panic. Maybe I can't speak for you. That's why I panic. My strength, my patience, my hope, my faith finally come to an end. I say everything is lost. Then I panic. Jesus says, where's your faith? It's supposed to be in Christ. Not supposed to be in me. It's supposed to be in Jesus. I would say it's because they panicked. So I was just asked, why did Jesus rebuke their faith when they actually came to Jesus? It's because of the attitude that they came in. Why should we panic? What reason do we have? Really, stop and think about it. What reason do we have to panic? Do we have a... Jim? Because we don't trust God. We don't trust that God's way is best. So who knows better, me or God? Don't, yeah, you, you can answer that. We all know the answer to this question. Remember that joke? What's the difference between God and Joe Faldette? God's never thought he was Joe Faldette. <laughs> Don't worry, some of you will get that later. Um, this is 
Why should I panic? Because I'm not going to get my way? You know, what's my way? What does that matter? I can trust God. Why should I panic? I don't, I don't believe that God's powerful enough to keep good, bad things from happening. No, God is powerful enough. I can call on him. I don't need to have that emotional response. The proper emotional response is, God, you are faithful. I shouldn't trust myself. I should be calm like Jesus was when he was sleeping in the boat. That's the sort of calm. There's a psalm that says, I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with his mother is my soul within me. O Israel, trust in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. I don't remember which psalm it is because I'm not good with numbers. But this is the promise of God. I have calmed and comforted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. I am with God. I have nothing to fear. Because the panic was the storm. Because do storms exist? Do they need to cause us panic? No. There is no storm exist, that exists that needs to cause us panic. Because what does Jesus tell us? And lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the earth, end of the age. I don't need to fear. I'm with the one who can control the storm. So Jesus gets up. He says, peace, be still. The storm stopped. You know, this is important too. Can Jesus stop the storm at any point? Yeah. You know, we think about, Cheryl, we think about you going to the hospital. Could Jesus have stopped the storm at any point? Absolutely. He brought you through it instead of stopping the storm. He walked you through it. You know, we think about that. Think about my dad's cancer. I think about our, the infertility we dealt with. Jesus could have stopped that storm whenever he wanted. He could have said, boom, be done. Trial, be done. Cancer, be gone. Could Jesus do that? Yeah. We're like, why am I still struggling with this? To teach us to trust. This storm isn't outside of God's will. It's not outside of God's power. It's not too big for him. It's not too big for him. We can trust. So why storms? Why do storms come to teach us to trust? As we trust, we cry out to him. As we trust, we stay calm. We don't have to panic. We don't have to be afraid. We can trust. Because that was the problem with the disciples. And so Jesus rebukes them as he rebukes the storm. You don't need to panic. Does that mean that things are going to be easy? No. You guys ever tried to take a boat through a storm? That's not easy. It doesn't mean that things are going to be easy while we're in the storm. But it means we don't need to be afraid. We can trust. And that's a great, that's a great promise. You know, I, I was talking to Brian earlier about n- inflation. And you know, inflation, it's fun, right? It's a deflation of uh, the value of our money. Woohoo! There's a lot of ways to think about it, but usually it's painful. But you know, can we trust Christ? Can we trust Christ in the midst of all of this? Yeah, absolutely. Do I need to worry about being able to pay all of my bills? No, I need to plan. I don't need to worry. It's the emotional response to the thing. I can trust. God will provide. How? He might provide for my cell phone by telling me to get rid of my cell phone. You know, if I don't have a cell phone, I don't have a cell phone bill. It's remarkable. Kirsten and I have never struggled to pay our cable bill. 
never had it. Sometimes that's how God provides, by removing something. Sometimes he provides by calling us to be more disciplined. Sometimes he provides by giving us more money. How is God going to provide? I don't know. Can we trust God to provide? Yeah. Can we trust God to lead? Yeah. How is God going to lead? Usually, I ask that question. Okay, God, how are you going to do this? You'll see. Okay. Now i got to trust. Because, so, the disciples and Jesus were on the lake in two storms, right? Because there was one where Jesus was praying, then he walked on the water, and there was this one. I think there's only the two. Did he answer their prayer, their cry, in the same way? No. One time, he stopped the wind. The other time, they were just on the other side. Boom, they were there. They got through it. Just like that. So does God work the same way every time? No. So what are we called to do? We're called to surrender to God. We're called to trust Him. Lord, your way is best. I'm not God. I don't know best. He does. Trust Him. Cry out to Him. Cry early. Cry often. He's right there. If He feels distant from you, Cry out to him. If he doesn't come to you and comfort you and emotionally, then he says, trust me. Trust me. Think about all the stuff going on right now. What does God say? Oh, no, it's beyond my control. No. He says, trust me. Don't trust Pastor Joe. Don't trust your own power. Don't trust your own wisdom to figure it all out. Trust God. Why do storms happen? So we can trust God. So that God can show his power. Right? Praise God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you. We thank you that you are powerful over the storms of this world. Lord, we thank you that you call us to cry out to you, to trust in you, to hope in you, to come to you. Lord, not to panic or be afraid, but to rely on you. Lord, so I ask forgiveness for doubting, for not crying early and crying often. Lord, for not trusting you to lead and guide. I ask your forgiveness, Lord, because that sin's in me. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we trust you. Lord, may your power be made known. I ask in Jesus' name, amen.